Thank you for the beautiful music. The words were beautiful, and then you sang it so beautifully. Thank you. And also, thank you for the inspiring praise every Sunday. It is really so inspiring to be able to praise God in this way. Prayer life is so important in our lives. We need to step away from our daily busy schedule and plunge ourselves into a quiet and peaceful time of prayer. We need that for the sanity of our soul. We'll experience something very different and we'll be able to see things that we have missed in our busy life, such as appreciation of what we have. We have so much. We are so thankful for all the things that we have and we enjoy. And sometimes we are not aware of that. So in the time of prayer, we have this new appreciation of what we have. The food that sustains us, shelter that protects us, good family that we love, and good friends that we share our life with. Deep appreciation of the air we breathe, and also sheer, just sheer joy that I'm alive. The sheer joy that I still have life. I'm alive. So we appreciate things that we took for granted in the time of prayer. And in the time of prayer, we experience a lot of new things. A lot of new things. It's like going into a totally new world. Every day we we do the same thing, mundane life. We just, nothing changes, but as we enter into the time of prayer, something new always happens. Something new comes, something new uh, realization. So, so as you enter into that uh, world, this kind of treasure that uh, you find in that world. So for those who have never learned the life of prayer, I strongly recommend that you start doing it. At first, you may feel very strange and awkward, but you will get used to it. You know, sometimes it's very unfortunate that sometimes people think that, oh, only very religious and spiritual people will do the prayer. I don't think so. I mean, we have this misperception, misconception about this prayer. So many people just stay away from uh, living a life of prayer. I want to revive this beautiful tradition of prayer for everyone. It has to be a very natural thing to do. It's like eating food or jogging 
or it's a very natural part of our lives. I want to revive that. You don't need to be so religious to have a time of prayer. Just make it as a routine of life. Or as Simon said, rhythm of life. Like you, every Sunday you come and then you worship God. That is the rhythm of your life. But every day have a time of prayer. Make that as a rhythm of life. It can be 30 minutes. It can be an hour. doesn't matter how long you do it. But have quality time. And also, don't follow what other peoples do. You don't need to follow them. Find your own time, your own space, and your own way. Create your own way of having a time of prayer. Be creative. Create your own methodology, uh, if, if I might say that. Jesus told us, when you want to pray, go into your cell. Go, go, uh, go into your room. And then shut the door and pray to your God who is in secret. What does that mean? Go into your room and shut the door. In other words, nobody will know. Nobody needs to know that you pray. And also there is up to you. It's purely your thing. You don't need to close your eyes if you don't want to. If you want to, you can close your eyes. Sometimes, uh, you know, closing your eyes can be more distracting too. So there's some, some meditators, uh, they don't really quite close their eyes. They just open a little bit so they can see those blurry images. So you don't need to close your eyes. So you have to find your own way. Nobody needs to know and nobody needs to uh, uh, dictate you how to pray. You don't need to say aloud. Sometimes trying to make a sentence in prayer, that distracts you from really, really praying. So sometimes you can be just quiet. Instead of saying sentences aloud, just having time of silence. If, you, if saying aloud is hel helpful, do, the, do so. And sometimes you can just sing. Sing praises. In the time of uh, prayer, sing praises. There's no one way of praying. There's no one way of having relationship with God. Just sing your favorite hymns or praise songs. And you don't need to have certain emotion either. Don't force certain emotion uh, in prayer. You don't need to feel anything. But sometimes different emotions may come up. Let them be. Let them be. Just feel it. If something comes. If you are inspired, that's good. But don't need to enforce that, force that uh, inspiration. Just be very, very comfortable. You don't need to be perfect to pray. And you don't need to be even good to pray. 
anybody deserves to pray to God. Just enjoy that precious moment with God. You'll get a lot of positive experiences. So stay away from the traditional way of praying. That's what other people do. But for me, what works, that, that will be what your prayer should be. Soon, this time of prayer will not be an obligation or a chore, but it will be your favorite time. It's a time that you will look forward to. It will be a time when you simply become who you are without any pretension. We all need moments when we let down our guards and simply become me. No need to impress anyone. No need to hide our insecurities. No need to control. Simply be me. That is quite liberating. Today's passage tells us great promise. It is a beautiful passage. It says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have, what we asked of him. We have already what we have asked of him. When we make prayer our daily routine, we experience something. We experience that some changes are happening within me. We experience that. You find peace that you didn't have before. Emotionally, you're a little bit more stable. Not too much of ups and downs. And when you have problems, you don't get surrounded up. You, you're calmer. You say to yourself, it's okay. Worries and anxieties do not eat at you anymore. They are there, but do not eat at you. Do not control you. Somehow, and then strangely, it's not really, okay, I pray for this, and then God answered this, and then, it's not like that. It's not working like that. But somehow, generally, you realize that your prayers are answered. Your prayers are answered, and somebody is listening to you. When you see these changes, and then amazingly, your faith is being formed. In our daily routine of prayer life, our faith grows. You feel good. It's, it's like a, you put a seed into the, uh, the, 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 in the soil, and then you wait, you, you water it, and you wait, and then so from the soil, that branch comes out, and then leaves come out. So it's like seeing that. Your faith somehow grows within your heart, and you see that, that and that seed grows. You're not even aware 
of the growth of your seed. But when you uh, routinely, very comfortably, to the routine of your prayer life, somehow this seed of faith grows and blooms. You know, faith is not something that you can dictate. Faith is not something that you can uh, have because just because you want to wanna have it. The faith doesn't work like that. Okay, from today, I'm going to have faith. No, you can't do that. Faith doesn't work that way. Faith is not in your control. It's like your heart. You know, you cannot really control your heart as you want. I mean, you don't want to worry about things, but when worries and anxiety fill your heart, you don't know what to do because they just bombard you and then you don't know what to do. So you cannot always control your heart. Or it's like a sleep. When you sleep, when you want to sleep, you just cannot fall asleep. Even, even though you lie down, you have all kinds of thoughts and you worry about all kinds of things and you just cannot fall asleep even if you want to do. If you fall asleep nicely, that's so nice. But it's not something that you can do uh, as you will. Faith is like that. When you have it, be thankful. But you will not be always there. Oh, yeah, today I have it, so tomorrow I will have it. No, it doesn't work like that. If you don't do anything about it, faith, somehow you go away. You stay away from faith after a while. So when you have uh, uh, faith, be thankful. But in your daily routine of prayer life, faith grows. You don't form your faith. Faith is being formed within you. You don't even know how it is formed within you. Faith is not something that you figure out with your brain. Faith is the movement of your heart. And it is prayer that moves your heart. It's a prayer that creates, creates that movement. One of the greatest, greatest things that I discovered when I have that time of prayer is that you become bold. You become bold. That's what today's passage tells us. And this is the boldness we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. According to his will, he hears us. But my friends, at first, don't worry. Don't worry so much about asking according to God's will. Don't worry too much about it. Because once you worry too much about uh, focusing on God's will, you cannot even pray. I mean, you may say, oh, what I'm praying, is it, is it really according to God's will? Is it really what God wants? I mean, you, you worry so much about uh, God's will, you cannot even pray. So don't even uh, think about it too much. Just have a time of prayer and then ask anything you want. Ask anything uh, you want. But soon, you'll be able to hear and sense what God wants. When you have that time of prayer, you sense that there is something that God wants. 
you will you'll be able to realize that God is speaking to you. And you know that God will answer your prayer. And that gives you boldness. This boldness is very important. Living a good life in any field. This, whether it's uh, uh, sports or music or uh, solving problems or working. This boldness and confidence so important. In living a good life. Not only we start having the courage, not only we start having the courage to be comfortable with who we are, but we also have boldness to dare to become who we want to be. Courage to be and Dare to become. That's what's happening. Courage to be and dare to become. We don't stay who we are. Of course, God loves who we are. God loves as we are, but God does not live us as we are. God always wants us to change. And that's what prayer does. It changes us. It makes us become people who dare. Dare to do things that we were afraid to do before. Dare to make changes. Dare to challenge things. And dare to challenge ourselves. Prayer makes us very positive and forward-looking. Way too often, my friends, we just let our circumstances dictate us. And we don't know. I don't like it. But we just let it be. Why? Because it's uh, bothersome? No, it's because of fear. Because we are afraid. We are just leaving it. If we really tackle it, we can handle it. But we don't bother to do it because we are kind of afraid. We have this negative kind of attitude towards making any changes. I mean, I will give you a stupid example. You know, the, the, this is in a pandemic. I go uh, shopping quite a, quite a bit. So I go by myself and then go into the uh, grocery. I never did uh, grocery shopping, so I don't know what to do. So it's just kind of scary moment for me to just go to uh, grocery shopping. But I start getting a uh, hang of it, so I enjoy it. But and then I, I saw people to the self-help counter or something like that. You just go and then you pay. You don't need to even. Uh, and I, I want to do that, but I was scared. What do I do with a banana? You know, there's no label. You know, other things I can scan it, but other uh, things like uh, the, you know the the, the, uh, the the strawberries or banana. What I and then okay. And I, for I don't know how many weeks, I didn't uh, bother to uh, go to the counter. I just uh, go to people and then they do that. And I said to myself, why am I scared? I'm going to do it. So I went and I realized that there was a number. And I just put it on and then put the number. And it's so easy. So I, I go there. I, do. I mean, it's a simple, stupid example. But we do that a lot. Sometimes we just 
let our circumstances dictate us. We don't do anything about making changes. We just have a lot of excuses of why we could not do it, why we didn't do it. And we are not interested in that. We are just good at avoiding problems. But with prayer, now we have boldness to challenge ourselves, face problems head on. When you pray, as Jesus said, you start in a room, in a cell, but prayer propels you to go out of the room and challenge the world. These days I pray a lot about Middle East, Palestinians and Israel. There's a war going on. So many, so many people are killed. Very complex situations. But it's not really new uh, problem. Uh, there was a problem long time ago. But it's a uh, uh, the, 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 uh, place of worship. Uh, the whole thing just blew up. That was just triggering moment. But there has been a problem for a long time. They are in my prayer. Of course, India is in my prayer too. God will somehow use our prayer to make changes. And I do believe that. I do believe that. One of the distinct characteristics of the change that happened in the disciples was their boldness. When they were with Jesus, somehow physically, they were so timid. But when Jesus was not there, somehow they were bold. That change happened because of Jesus. Only after they realized about Jesus and they have changed. And that change is boldness. They were not afraid anymore about life. Once they went out in a storm, and there was a great storm. They couldn't control the situation. I mean, these were all fishermen. They were expert in controlling the boat, but they couldn't do it. That means it was a great storm. They were scared and called out, Lord, save us. We are perishing. Lord, save us. We are perishing. The screen doesn't come out right now. <laughs> Lord, oh, I didn't give you, sorry. <laughs> and Jesus told them, why are you afraid, you of little faith? Afraid, faith. Jesus connects those two. Faith will boldness. It's very connected. And confidence and boldness and faith, and fear with the lack of faith. Once Peter saw Jesus walking on the water, and then he was mesmerized. Wow, can I come to you? I mean, you know Peter, very impulsive. Can I come to you? And Jesus, come. And Peter started walking on the water. He, he experienced the amazing thing. But soon, he saw the wave, and he was afraid. And he started 
falling into the water. That's what fear does. Fear makes us fall into our own problems. Soon he was drowning and called out for help. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him and he said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? His fear drowned him and his fear came from the lack of faith. My friends, if I translate the difficult phrase like believing in Jesus, the Son of God, if I translate that into modern language, what will that be I was thinking about? And I would say, be bold. Believing in Jesus Christ is being bold. It is to have confidence and boldness. Believing in Jesus means having boldness. That is a change we will experience when we believe in Jesus. And this boldness and confidence is very important in living a meaningful life. Many modern writers say how important it is to have confidence. You type confidence, either Indigo or Amazon, you will have tons of books on confidence. Many writers believe that how important the confidence is in living a good life. They think that it is a key to success. They all say that. They recognize the importance and value of confidence. But a lot of time, they're talking about having confidence in yourself. This is not what I'm talking about. Today's passage clearly says that. It is not confidence in ourselves, but in God who hears us in whatever we ask. To have boldness, we need to have this sense that God is with us, hears us, and takes care of us. This confidence is not about how good you feel about yourself, how strong and capable you feel about yourself. It is about believing in God who is with you, hears you, and takes care of you. I believe that boldness is a gift. It's not just something that you cultivate. It is a gift of God given to those who believe in God. Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many dwelling places. In God, Jesus said, there are many rooms. What does that mean? With God, there are lots of rooms. When you enter into God, you will see a lot of rooms. You will see fullness. You become fuller. As you meet God, as you enter into the world of God, you expand 
Your existence expands. That's what Jesus meant. In God, our life opens up. That is what eternal life is. This is what John said. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Eternal life, of course, is going to heaven after you die. I mean, that is only the kind of comfort that Judy could get. Yesterday, I did a funeral. Oh, she was crying really bitter, bitterly and she was so sad. She believes that her mom is in heaven with God. Yes, eternal life is going to heaven after we die. But it is more than that. Eternal life is to live with boldness. Eternal life is to live a fuller life. With eternal life, every moment comes alive. When you know that you have eternal life, what will intimidate you? What will scare you? You will become bold. Jesus said, in the world, you may have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Take courage. I have overcome the world. So my friends, can you start this time of prayer? Whatever way you want. Not you, you don't need to follow all what other people do. Just have a time. Revive the time of prayer. The beautiful tradition of prayer. And you will experience a lot of positive things. You will change your life. You have to do that every day. So instead of letting the circumstances dictate you with the time of prayer, have boldness and defeat your problems and live victoriously. That's what God wants all his children to do. Let us sing together.